shuttle pod three, you're cleared for departure. Safe travels. Welcome to another episode from your favorite shuttle traveling team. Today, we've been hauled in front of the Starfleet Board of Damage Review and Mitigation, which has got us to thinking about how Star Trek has shown and portrayed things hitting the ship throughout its history. I am joined by George and Alex, who have also been hauled in front of the board due to a, uh, let's just say a shuttle accident that we didn't record a podcast for because all data was lost in the crash. Oops. And that's where we're going to leave that story (laughs) for another time. The allegations against us are outrageous and deeply untrue. Thank you for the legal statement, George. (laughs) But let's talk about damage in Star Trek, because while we like to poke fun at some of the more ridiculous things when framed in context, such as sparks flying out of consoles in a world where fuses exist. (laughs) You know, what has really resonated with all of you? What real damage scene stands out for you and made you think, wow, this is a really good sequence. I believe what's happening on the screen right now. Enterprise, Enterprise, so many horrifying nightmare moments in Enterprise with the bridge dome getting exploded and people flying through space, etc, etc. But but before I say anything else, and I don't don't mean to take the floor, but I I have to momentarily to proclaim in awe and wonderment and great gratitude, my love for Star Trek's tradition of using rocks. Yes. The glorious rock <laughs> that flies out of the panel to the left, to the right, all over the set. Perfect. Looks great. Love it. Yeah. Where do we get these rocks from? Where do they <laughs> What space rocks are these? <laughs> On the Delta Flyers podcast, they recently spoke about that because they were talking about Year of Hell. Oh. Obviously, that is a very rock-heavy episode. <laughs> They're not- There's a lot of rocks in Year of Hell. It, even 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 heavier than the episode with the rock. <laughs> you cannot see our reactions, but we all just put our head in our hands at that comment. Oh my god. Except for me, I'm dancing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they revealed that the rocks are actually spray painted corkboard. Oh, interesting. Mm. That checks out. There wasn't an AD standing off camera just like lobbing pebbles at freaks every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm curious if they're using that kind of material why did they choose for them to be shaped as rocks why are there rocks in these ship consoles i'm gonna guess there are, i'm gonna guess there are several answers to that question <laughs> one of the answers is they already had a whole bunch of them which is like that also explains why we get so many holodeck episodes mm-hmm. and part like time travel episodes like we had the costumes we had the sets yeah. um we have the corkboard rocks thank god the necessity exactly i'm guessing as well like, if you're on a planet and there's an explosion you can use the same rocks reusable rocks <laughs> yeah that's true maybe what they did was they just ran to the sound stage where they had the standing cave set that they used every other episode and they just grabbed oh some off god. the wall and just like threw them on the other stage we need more rocks oh my god load up another cart i like to imagine they had like a full-on trebuchet setup which just fired them from one sound stage to the other <laughs> they, they fill up the like now dust covered six foot shooting models of the excelsior and just sort of throw that onto the stage it explodes covers everyone with rock oh my gosh and to be clear we mean corkboard not dwayne johnson yeah we're not throwing a lot of his clones around not this time i think for me the one that stands out the most is generations if mm. i'm remembering correctly when the saucer separation happens and the saucer gets uh landed on the planet mm-hmm. um wow that was a really wild 
wild to watch because I knew that the Enterprise D was capable of saucer separation and I knew that that was kind of like an emergency plan that was probably yeah. in place. It made sense when I was watching it, but it was also like my heart and mm -hmm. I also was trying to think, how did they film this? Those can't be real trees unless they were. <laughs> Bless the cameraman. Yeah, it's actually a cameraman. They built a two-scale Enterprise D saucer, airlifted yeah. it in, and then just drop it, dropped it on a part of Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they destroyed 20 square miles of Vancouver with the, the corkboard Enterprise. The way that the trees kind of get uprooted, I just mm. remember thinking, gosh, that looks really good. Yeah. Are those real? That's from, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's only a few moments that are like that. I mean, yeah. they used a physical model for the ramming scene in Nemesis. Mm. And that was amazing. Junkball Media did a video on this, and I think the physical model's bow ended up as like part of the snowy Arctic yes. research right. base set for the Enterprise Borg episode. It, it did, yeah. In the pre-credits teaser, you can see the Enterprise E saucer just leaning up against something. Interesting. <laughs> they didn't have anything else. They didn't have like a pallet or like a bin. They had to use their like 20,000, I don't know how much, many, many dollar shooting model. I mean, I assumed that after they'd filmed the ramming scene, it was essentially trash to them because we know that Hollywood <laughs> is very strange in that they just bin off a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. could otherwise be used or sold. Some nerd would have bought that for bare dollar. I mean, I think it was sold after that appearance. I think it was sold in the big Christie's auction. I mean, if they can make money off of it, they will. And you're right. I'm <laughs> sure some some nerd bought it. Well, you say that, <laughs> but they binned so much stuff. That's like I, it was especially with when the Star Trek experience closed down when they oh, um, right. people that were that were remaking the Enterprise D set how that got started was that they found parts of the experience set just thrown in a dumpster oh my god <laughs> oh god well and as I recall now that hotel still has like incorporated elements of Star Trek the experience <laughs> in like semi incognito ways <laughs> like I think a bar is there and it's like mm. there's like a holodeck arch <laughs> It's just painted over. Are you telling me that if you overstay your welcome and you don't sign out on time, they start firing corkboard rocks at you from random places in your room? <laughs> like a t-shirt cannon, but just filled with corkboard rocks. Oh, God. <laughs> the room service comes screeching into the set with bat left, hurling chairs and things at you. <laughs> I would stay there. <laughs> what else in terms of damage do we have to consider then? Shields? Are we talking shields today? Well, I wanted mm. to, because it's been fairly recent, and I apologise, George, because I know you haven't seen the second episode of Discovery, but this was in the trailer, so I think it's fair game. Oh, crumbs. Um, that okay. Basically, there's just some really impressive wire work in one of the sequences, where basically the bridge crew oh is lifted up out of their chairs. They lose gravity. They, like, float briefly, and then gravity kicks back in again and they all go tumbling down to the floor. That was so wild. And it was such a cool sequence and it really kind of drove home for me how much Star Trek has improved in terms of that because that brought back memories of, I can't remember mm. whether it's Star Trek 2009 or Into Darkness or even beyond, but there's a sequence where I believe it's Kirk running along a corridor and gravity begins to go out and then they just need to like yeah, run yeah. along the walls and all of this stuff. And you think back to how Nemesis had first pre 
bridge set which was actually on a rocking stage before that all of the actors all of the damage was was just <laughs> them sitting in their chairs going whoa over to the right and whoa <laughs> to the left yeah absolutely I, I mean there are two things i suppose that have improved with time it's the it's their ability to like dynamically affect the hull like scorch mm. it up and tear yeah. bits off using cgi yeah and also there are plenty of other things as well but gravity becoming an element of the story play is also something that like you know gravity plating stuff never really happens they don't want to talk about it it's just a thing it's it helps the show go along mm. it's just there it's a it's a cheeky MacGuffin. but now they can kind of actually do story stuff with it i remember in enterprise there was like the gravity free spot yes the gorn oh sorry no i was thinking of uh, in a mirror darkly part two where they use the grav plating on the defiant to stop the gorn i didn't remember that i was thinking of in enterprise how there are like soft spots mm. in the grav plating where i think ensign mayweather goes and floats and is on the ceiling for a bit or something i don't know as you do you know that's normal i mean to be fair if i knew of a spot where i could travel to and it was just completely gravity free i would totally go there all the time <laughs> me too just hang out there for a little while yeah, just chill be nice on the joints that's what it feels like to be on this podcast with you guys Aww. well speaking of they're telling us to now beam down to san francisco so we'd better not keep them waiting i hope you've got your defenses for our shuttle crash prepped and prepared oh boy I didn't exactly have time to think about that in these, these past few minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to hug James and assume he's all prepared. I have my Spock teddy bear for security. Good, good. We can use the cue <laughs> points to try and get out of a official reprimand on our record. Okay. Excellent. And on that note, it's time to end for today. Thank you very much for listening. Please do remember that you can reach out to us anytime at hello at shiptalkingpod.com or you can contact us on Twitter or Instagram where you'll get through to my, if I do say so myself, lovely self (laughs) and we look forward to hearing from you see you again next week live long and prosper bye